Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hey there, hey there. Welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life, creating clarity, confidence, and cash to create the impact you want in the world and the life you want. Like ultimate life, right? Ultimate life. I, I, um, it might sound, I don't know what it sounds like. It doesn't matter. I live that ultimate life. I love every day. I get up excited in the morning. I, you know, I didn't used to do that. I used to fight with my alarm clock and hate when it went off and hit snooze. And, you know, every time I'd go to bed, I'd look and see if I was a little late going to bed and could I stretch my mornings and do all that stuff. I don't do that at all anymore, ever. <clears throat> I get up. I wake up, the spirit wakes me up, my body, my spirit inside wakes me up. Now, you know, it's funny, we have a body and we have a spirit. We know that. There's two parts of us. And, you know, it's easy to tell. If I cut my arm off, the essence of me didn't change. I don't feel like a spirit without an arm. If you lose one or both legs, you know, your, your essence is indivisible. And that was brought home to me so powerfully when I read a study the other day. There's a, you know, we have two halves of the brain and the, Left half of the brain does the right half of the body and the right does the left. And I don't know why it's built like that, but there's this, you know, big connection called the corpus callosum, which is this piece of brain that's a hundred zillion, I don't know what the number is, connections between the two hemispheres of the brain. And we also know there's a ton of redundancies, but we do know there's some areas in the brain that are more focused on things than others, like vision is processed here and speech and stuff like that. Anyway, in serious cases of epilepsy where there's a lot of seizures, a seizure electrical storm that happens in one area of the brain that might be small moves to the other side and then creates grand mal seizures, which can be life-threatening. So one of the treatments for terrifyingly bad epilepsy, and it's kind of a extreme treatment, is to cut the brain in half. What? Yeah, I know. Seems crazy. Cut the brain in half, sever all those connections in the corpus callosum. That's an interesting thought and, you know, thought you might die or might do whatever, but you don't. And in fact, think about this. There's not very much that happens. The spirit, the essence of us is indivisible. So even if you cut the brain in half, there's not two yous. Look it up. There's not. You're still the same essence. And I saw an interview, several, with people that had had that procedure describing that not much changes. And they looked like they were, you know, somehow severely impacted. They kept their jobs, lives, moved forward and stuff like that. And so talk about your essence being indivisible. Now, there were some artifacts because of the right-left brain thing and because of the centers of processing. One of the artifacts is if you, if you put a piece of, you know, metal or paper in between your eyes and you show one eye this thing and another eye that thing, like if you show this one a cup of water and you show this one a blanket, uh, 
the speech is on the opposite side of the visual processing. So you might look at water and say blanket. You know, that can happen. But that's really minor because that only happens if you completely separate the visual field, which never happens in real life. But any of the differences they were able to demonstrate were purely physical. Like, I see this and say that, but all of the abstract reasoning and ability to think and process and be creative and all that stuff was not affected. My point in saying that is you have a spirit a thing, an energetic substance inside of you. We don't know where it's located. It's not in the brain because when they cut the brain in half, there weren't two of us. None of those people experience that. So, and you know, you know that with legs and arms because there's amputees, you know, that are everywhere. So there is an energetic essence that is inside of us. You, me, that is indivisible, can't cut it in half, and... Uh, it is the true thing that we are. It is that essence that watches everything else. So if I, you know, we identify sometimes with our conditioning or with our experiences. Well, what happened to you is not you. If I cut my arm off, that armless person is not me. I'll give you an example. I have a good friend who, she may be the only person I've listened to in my life. And I had her as a guest on my show, and I've been a guest on her show a couple times, she's the only person that I've ever met in my life who I listened to, and I thought, I can't believe her life story. More incredible, more resilient, more powerful, more awesome than anything I've been through, and I died and had all kinds of crazy stuff. And so I love her dearly. Every time I think about her, my heart goes out, and you know what? She's not sitting around sad about what happened to her. She's busy adding good to the world. She has all kinds of causes and projects. So as a result of the terrifyingly bad abuse and other things that happened to her at one point, she's had many, 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 many surgeries, reconstructive and all kinds of stuff. And recently, after many years, she lost part of her arm, right? And now she is, you know, after many years of being out of the situation, the abusive situation, the consequences are still flowing. Ah, right? So she lost part of her arm, and you know what? She's, if anything, more loving, more kind, more powerful, more dedicated, more, 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 more. So there is no correlation between the state of our bodies and the essence of our spirits unless we create that. So if we accept we are a broken, damaged person because our bodies are, then we are. But if we don't, we're not. You are not your body. You are not the things that happened to you. You are not the abuse that was heaped on you. You are not the misfortunes. You are not the bankruptcies or the sadness or the betrayals. You are not that. Those things happen, but you are not that. Now, that's just a preface to what I really want to talk about today. I named today's episode Friday the 13th because I'm publishing it on the 13th, Friday the 13th of October. I don't, I'm not superstitious in that context, thinking the things that happen on that day are going to bring bad luck for the rest of your life or for a year or anything else. But it is a fun thing. And, you know, it, it so happens that in the month of October, which just started, I'm recording this obviously a couple weeks ahead of time, 
uh, a couple, well, a week and a half, I guess, because October started. I started seeing, guess what? You know, Friday the 13th movies, Michael Myers and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I on the TV schedule as I had scrolled through where somebody was and it happened to be on a channel that I guess was showing one of those movies because somebody called somebody a Michael who had a weird white face and I actually have never seen any of those movies you know I don't think it was Friday the 13th I think it was the Halloween movies I don't even know them well enough way back when the first one came out I did see the first Friday the 13th and I haven't seen any of the rest of the whole million movie franchise. And I've never seen any of the Halloween movies just because they've never interested me. But anyway, I know the names and some of the legend and all that sort of stuff. So I saw that and and this is Friday the 13th. But none of that is the reason I'm calling this one Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th is my New Year's Eve today. October 13th is my New Year's Eve every year. And it happens to be Friday the 13th. So Saturday the 14th, for me, is New Year's Day. And there's a story behind that, truth, and it has to do with what happened to me in August of 2007. It has to do with my 30-year depression. It has to do with the miraculous intervention that came and got me sober, set on a path of recovery and moving into the world of coaching and being an author and loving you and doing the stuff that I do. Because before that, I'd spent 30 years in a career I didn't care about doing stuff I got really good at and got promoted and made big money and all that sort of stuff up to the level of I testified before Congress in the United States and had a contract with her late majesty, the queen, you know, that kind of stuff. But it wasn't something I intended to do something I happen to be good at. And that goes to what I've talked about so many times. You and I, we each have existing skills. We sell those skills in the marketplace and we make money, a little bit or a lot. But it has nothing to do with happiness. Happiness has to do with our natural gifts, our divine gifts. It has to do with taking our life experience and choosing to use our our divine gifts and our, our natural or divine gifts and our life experience to serve and bless each other. Like, that's what we were put here to do, was to see if we would take whatever circumstance we're in, struggles like I've had and like this lady that I know has, and like you have, undoubtedly, and whether we'd take that and turn it into good and love and service. I use this funny picture behind me, partly because I named this Friday the 13th, and what I did is I went to those one of those AI art sites, and I said, give me a picture that demonstrates extreme power in the style of Degas. And this is what it came up with. Now, that was pretty cool, right? All right. You have extreme power. Now, you, you don't have to use it, access it, but it's there, bubbling, rumbling, ready beneath the surface. You have extreme power available right here, right now, if you want to use it. What would you use it for? How do you get it? How do you make it? rain gold bars on your porch or heal your health or your mind or your heart or your doubts. Well, that's the game. But you have to start with belief. If you don't believe, if you refuse to believe that the earth is round and you know for sure it's flat, you don't sail because you'll fall off. If you refuse to believe the possibility that you can create 
health, wealth, and happiness, the ultimate life, purpose, prosperity, and joy, clarity, confidence, and cash. All those, you know, statements that I use and others use, if you refuse to believe that, then you won't. You might dabble, you might dance, but it won't happen because belief is the energy of accomplishment. Think about that. Belief. And belief is, you know, you go to the edge of everything you know and step into the dark and wait for one more step to appear. We, the, the industry, the self-help industry, sells billions upon billions of dollars worth of stuff. And the idea is it's download and double-click. If you just do this cool thing, money or health or whatever will pour over you. Take this supplement, everything will be good. Buy this stuff and you'll be cool and sexy. Uh, go down this road of investment and cash will pour on you magically while you sleep. Nonsense. It takes real belief and real effort. Notwithstanding somebody wins the lottery, you know the stories are all broken, ruined a few years later. So let's get to the real life of growth and effort, shall we? Because that's how it works. I was just reading in part of one of Pressfield's books. Put your ass where your heart wants to be. And he talks about a dude. He said, uh, my hero, James Rhodes. Uh, James Rhodes is a pianist. And he talks about the effort that he went through and the ridiculous hours of practice and the pressure and everything else. But he got there and performed flawlessly performances. But it was with the effort and energy. And so that's the key to growth. You want the ultimate life? Then, number one, work on your belief. And number two, buckle in for the work and get it done. Stay in it. Stay on it. Now, it doesn't have to take forever. I have a story of a friend of mine who, you know, wanted to become a speaker. And he went to a landmark education forum. And he came away and came back to his coach and said, I have a five-year plan and to get to be a speaker. And this coach said, why are you going to take five years? You can do it in five months. Well, you know, the trajectory of growth can be like this if you want to make it easy. Or it can be like this if you want to strap in for the hard work. Now, my work as a coach is to take people who really want to do stuff. Visionaries, movement makers, messengers, people who have had experience, you maybe, in your life where you say, I have something to give, something to add. I have something that I want to share with the world. And then that belief thing gets in the way, but nobody will listen. It doesn't matter. I don't know how to do it. I don't have time. Blah, 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 blah. You're free to stay locked behind that till you stop. Or you can start and you can take, you know, 10 years or five years or one year or six months. But the shorter the time is, the more, you know, substantial the elevation. If I want to climb a mountain and I'm willing to take a week to do it, then I can climb at a very reasonable pace. If I want to do it in a few hours, then, you know, it changes the elevation. And that's a choice we make. But it also has to do with the effort. So what I wanted to talk about in the, the Friday the 13th, because this episode is my New Year's Eve, is what's happened this year. Because my year now is concluded. And there's lots of pieces to the year and lots of things that have gone on. But I want to talk specifically about one goal that I had, which was this 50 million, reaching 50 million people. What does it mean to reach them? Well, it means to give them a message. I don't have refined enough measurements to know what the message did to each person that it reached. 
I'm going to work on that more this this new year because I'm going to set a new goal tomorrow, October 14th. Now, you may hear this a year from now, and you'll know what the goal is and everything else. But right now, as I make it, this year, 2023, is ending October 14th, 2023, and we're going to start a new one. The goal for this year, as I said, I am going to reach or help 50 million people to discover who they really are. And by that, I mean your divine origin, your divine capability, your divine and infinite destiny, meaning the fact that you can create anything you want. You can have anything you want if you're willing to walk the road. You have the gifts, you have the talents. You can do that regardless of your situation, regardless of your negative stuff, regardless if you've been hurt or injured or abused or, you know, or or have difficulty. I've seen so many people that have struggled through unbelievable things, and yet here they are doing something powerful. So I know it's possible. I know it. And if you want to know some of how I know that, you can read the book Meeting God at the Door. I wrote this book about a near-death experience that I had. I died. I contracted a fatal illness and died. And I had three conversations with God at the door between life and eternity, talking about this very stuff. And I came away with certain knowledge about how to do it. Not just me, you, us, any of us. So creating that ultimate life is possible. And my goal this year was to reach, with that message, 50 million people. And help them by reaching them with this message. Now, just like any message, if I go to school... And I have all the instruction for arithmetic, geometry, algebra, calculus, whatever. And I don't do it. It doesn't matter. I went to college on a math scholarship. And I did the first uh, year of calculus before I got to college. And I started on the third and fourth semester of difficult stuff. And the math department chairman at university told me, you're going to do bad. Because that stuff you took in that, you know, community college isn't good enough. But I did it anyway, and I got A's because I loved it, right? Then I took, you know, more calculus and differential equations and complex variables and partial BFEQ, a bunch of math classes. And ultimately, I didn't finish a degree in mathematics because I didn't know what I'd do for work. But I walked a steep trajectory to get it done because I believed that I could. Now, my road to 50 million, I'm going to tell you about my goal But I want you to think about yours. Now, whether you start your year January 1st or September 1st or October 14th, and if you want to know the story about that, it's in the book Tightrope of Depression. It's a fabulous story and made my New Year's October 14th. Anyway, we did it. We reached our 50 million audience. In fact, the best way I can count it, we reached 75 million, but I'm... I'm, uh, going to improve not only, I'm going to grow not only the numbers next year as I declare a new goal, but I'm going to improve the measurement. How did I help them? How did I reach them? Better measurement, better tracking, because I want to do a better job of helping, actually helping, not just talking to. So I'm talking to you, but I'm inviting you to participate with me. So here's the invitation. Would you like to be a guest on this show? I'm inviting you to do that. If you'd like to, do you have a message? Are you a visionary? Do you have a desire to serve? Are you at, Are you already busy helping and serving others? Would you like to come and talk? If you would, you're invited. 
Reach out and meet with Kellen at gmail.com. Meet with Kellen at gmail.com. Please reach out to me. And let's talk about your message, your mission, your goals. Because part of my work in helping you magnify and serve with your gifts and talents is that. To share your message. One of the reasons I have this, not just talk about my stuff. So I have these guests and I have a bunch of really cool guests coming up in the next few weeks. Some of them I've already interviewed and some of them are scheduled talking about their mission and message and encouragement and growth and opportunities and all the good stuff they're doing up to in the world, adding good to the world. So based on the best estimates we can do, and this is what we did. People ask all the time, how do you know you reached it? Well, we added up audiences. I've been on over 300 shows of other people's. Some were tiny and new, and some were significant and have substantial audiences in the top 0.1% of all podcasts in the world, that kind of stuff. But the full range, I've been on one show that had millions of TikTok followers and millions of others. So, so when I added up all the audiences the best I could, it looked like we reached about 75 million people. But it looks like about isn't good enough for me for next year. So I'm going to look for more concrete ways and specific ways to count them and to see about measuring or understanding the help, the impact. So one of the ways is to invite you to come on the show. You have a message, mission, vision. I want to share it. I want to honor and edify you. Spread your message, lift you up as a contributor to good in the world. So that invitation's open. Meet with Kellen at gmail.com. The second thing is I'll tell you how we did it. Because lots of people I coach with, they have big goals and they don't know how to do them. They say, I don't know how to do that. I can't possibly do it. So one of the ways to do this is there's a, a URL I just put on the screen. And it's my name, www.kellenflukiger.com. There you can get a you know lead magnet, free things called Five Steps to Your Ultimate Life. So there is something you can have to start you on your quest for creating the purpose, prosperity, and joy that you want, if you want it. So that's available for you. Um, another thing, when I started this year ago, I didn't know how to do this. I just declared the goal. I didn't have a plan to be on 300 shows. I didn't have a plan. I didn't really know what. We had already started the podcast, so I refocused the podcast. I didn't change the name, but on on this message of possibility and looking for guests that have that mission, message, vision, movement makers, people that want to add good to the world and been very successful at finding those who have those messages and using them, you know, sharing their message so that they get opportunity to change the world. So that's one thing I did. Being on the shows that I did was on all those 300. We started in January now. It's been 10 months. Back on LA Talk Radio, I say back because we were there for a year and a half in 2014, 15, 13, somewhere in there, for 18 months. All of 14 and then some of 13 or 15, I don't remember. Then it was only audio, now it's video too. There is another platform where I not only talk about your ultimate life, creating a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy, clarity, confidence, and cash, but I also interview really cool people 
who are busy doing that. I interviewed a Hollywood screenwriter who is a master at taking people's stories and turning them into screenplays. I interviewed Ian Levan Zant, who's a author, coach, and beautiful influencer in the world for possibility and good and forgiveness and growth. So those all things happened and happened and happened. Something else I did is I had the opportunity brought to me to be on a network television show and to create a little series. So I created a 10-part series called Creatives Save the World. That's a small network and new, and I don't know if it's going to last. But all of those opportunities came only because I declared my intention to add good to the world. And I started doing it with all my heart and mind. And it looked like, based on the best numbers that I have, we reached 75 million as an audience. So this year, tomorrow, we're going to declare a new goal. It's a lot larger. More importantly than the bigger number in terms of, quote, being impressive, it's really about uh, me, us, my team, and I figuring out how to tell who we helped and how we helped them, how to discover what's really mattering, right? That's, that's what really matters, is the amount of good we were able to add to the world, the number of people we could help and how they were helped, the, the amount of hope we gave, the amount of possibility we created, the amount of growth and benefit and lifting and blessing. That's what really this is about. So now I want to go to you. So this is a description of your own magical possibility. One example of something we created that we had no idea how to create this year. And now I want to ask you, what did you do? And this is not about, well, you didn't do enough. You did whatever you did, and I'm sure it was wonderful. But do you take stock of it? One way we keep score is cash. How much money did I make? Did I make as much money last month as I did in the whole year before? And all that stuff we hear about. Well, maybe you did and maybe you didn't, and maybe that's the goal. Maybe your only goal is I need to get to 10000 a month or twenty or 50 or whatever it is. If that's your only goal, I can promise that will get hollow fast. Because even if you get it, 10 a month, 20 a month, 50 a month, 100 a month, you're making a seven figures, woo. If you don't have a real purpose in your heart, it will fade and it will rot your heart. Because money by itself is nothing. Money without purpose and intent is garbage. All that meets the story in the Bible, I think, New Testament, I think it was Jesus, was talking about some dude who had a rich farmer and he had a bounteous harvest. And he said, wow, I got so much harvest. I can't even fit it all in my barns. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And, you know, Jesus' comment was, you fool. This night, your soul shall be required. In other words, you're going to croak tonight, dude. What good is all that stuff? Well, the only good that we can do is how we serve and love. That's it. Service and love. So figure that piece out because that's what matters. You and I are divine beings created by the creator, God, however you vision that. We have this indivisible spirit. We were brought here to serve and love. The only thing I do is serve and love. I do podcasts. I write books. I create songs. I coach, group coaching, private coaching. But the only purpose is to help you, each of you, wake up to your true possibility if you want to. Some people are satisfied living in mediocrity. I call that being addicted to mediocrity. I was. My particular version was money. 
ooh, money. I had six cars. I had a guy in the neighborhood that said, every time I go by your house, I have garage envy. What he didn't know is I was an addict. I was miserable. I had attempted suicide once or twice, twice total. I don't know, remember when the second time was compared to when he said that. But that was my life. Looked cool on the outside, and it was full of misery and suffering. Why? Because I didn't have, I, because you don't believe, right? I didn't believe in the truth of who I was. I didn't make it my mission to love you and help you grow. Together we do this. We grow this life and love. And we live in a world where everything is contaminated with the idea that nothing matters. Having something, C.S. Lewis said this, happiness is not in having a thing, but only in having more of it than the next person. Ah, what a disease. I got more gold chains than you. I got a cooler car than you. I'm cool. No, you're not. You're empty and hollow. You're free to worship it, but I know where that road goes. I've been down it. It's a wreck, a train wreck. So I invite you to reach in your heart. Love yourself. Find your gifts. Make a difference. Make a commitment to serve, to love, to lift, to bless. Stay tuned on the show for some amazing guests. You know, this is episode 810. Uh, 11 and 12 are also going to be conversations about next year's goal. And then Joy is coming back on number 12. And then starting with 13, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, I've got six in a row that are cool guests of people that are adding good to the world. They're loving and blessing and doing those kinds of things I'm talking about. So I invite you to stay tuned, to find your purpose. Choose it, create it with all your heart, and then move down the road joyfully, gloriously, overcoming setbacks, climbing the hills, and creating your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet.